<laughs> We're selling pies on the back of the whip. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Come get one while they're hot. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week's guest, Jason Netzler, joins us and talks to us about how he became a general manager and owner of Garden City Social. The thought process behind it was like, let's just create a space that basically eliminates any reason why you can't go out. Jason, or Nets, as his friends call him, is a living, breathing example of the American dream ever since his family moved to Augusta from California when he was young, and he didn't even enroll in public school when they got here. If it was not for the perfect score in the San Francisco Giants, I would not have my GED today. Hear the story that changed his life. And at that point, like, everything went still. And, like, I was just dazed. And so I asked him what happened. He wasn't sure. He's like, but he's like, you don't need to leave work. So hung up the phone, told him I was leaving. Had no idea that was going to be my last day. And the phone call that took him from working at the Augusta National to building Garden City. Um, and that's when I get a call um, right before I go back in September of 18. And uh, it's from a good friend of mine, Tommy Wofford. And he calls me and says, hey, let's open a bar. And I'm in, at the time, I was in L.A. seeing some family. And I'm like... Absolutely not. Thank you guys for being here. This is going to be a spectacular episode. Buckle up, hang on tight, and let's go. Thank you for listening to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. And of course, before we get started today, let's make sure that we give a huge shout out, huge kudos to Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Nancy is a real estate agent, a broker, a brilliant woman. Uh, She advises me on my real estate investments. She helped Chris get into his dream home in Montclair. And she's Cyber City's best real estate agent and broker. If you're interested in getting into real estate or if you just have some questions, contact Nancy Powell at Powell & Associates and she's at Downtown Augusta Broker on Instagram. Just shoot her a DM, Nancy Powell, Powell & Associates. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And uh, we are Drop the Disc Podcast. We have an awesome guest with us today, and it is... Jason Netzler. A.K.A. Nets. <laughs> A.K.A. Nets. A.K.A. Nothing But Nets. And What's he, up, Nets? Welcome yes. to the studio. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. And Nets, we're going we're gonna to kind of interview you. you. You may have guessed that. Uh, but before we do, what is it that you do in Augusta? I own and manage Garden City Social. Nice. How's that? How long have you been a part of that? Uh, we opened um, September 8th of 2018, so just got our two-year anniversary under the belt. You guys must be having a lot of fun right now. Uh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, some long hours, but it's fun. Yeah, right. absolutely. Be- right. Before we get into Garden City Social and what you're doing now, we kind of want to Get to know you, Nets. Kind of get your uh, backstory on, you know, are you from Augusta? Did you, Why did you stay in Augusta kind of story? So tell right. us a little bit about, let's just, where did you go to high school? In Augusta or outside of Augusta? I did not go to high school. Um, I was, so my family's originally from California. Okay. Um, we moved here when I was just a couple months old. I was homeschooled growing up, kind of in a rough part of town. Um, and my parents, unfortunately, got laid off within a small time within each other, getting off. And um, I didn't go to school from like third grade on. I remember that. But it didn't seem weird to me. Like I... So like what were you doing? <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> I wish I knew. Um, I played uh, 
a lot of Nerf basketball with my brother. <laughs> um, that was around the time that the PS1 came out and there was Heck like the yeah. first Star Wars game. Yeah. I was glued to that. Um, a lot of Smash Brothers. And uh, I played the basketball in our dirt backyard with sandals on. Wow. And this, pretty much all it, I can remember. Wow. Th- this was in California. <laughs> no, this was in Augusta. This was okay. in Augusta. Okay. Yeah, this was in Augusta. Gotcha. So what year did y'all move here? Uh, we moved here in 93. Okay. And you okay. were you were in third grade? No, 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 no. I was just a couple months old. You were, oh, that's yeah. right. You were a couple months old. Correct. Okay. And then I kind of, I grew up here in Augusta, North Augusta. Gotcha. Okay. So you're not in school. What What is your career plan what are you doing uh, you know are you gonna play professional nerf basketball <laughs> dude i would love to that sounds really fun honestly <laughs> yeah, absolutely no i um so we moved to north augusta when i was like i think like what i would technically be like if i was in eighth grade okay um i don't even know so, how old that is anymore. yeah i don't either <laughs> what is it 18 relevant. 18 <laughs> 18? Eighth grade? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, That's a bad like, joke. Bad I joke. Like the, I was like the size of an 18-year-old in, <laughs> in eighth grade. Um, no, I guess I was like, what, like 14 years old? Okay. Yeah. And so I um, grew up playing baseball, playing like rec and like some all-star teams or whatever. And um, next thing I know, my parents are like, all right, you need to do online school. And I'm like, what? Like, what is that? You know? And so like they found like this grant and stuff that like, give you a free laptop and all this stuff that sounded great. And I got into it in a couple months in, and I'm like, dude, this is not for me. So what grade did you start? You started in eighth grade? As a freshman. You started in ninth grade. Correct. And you hadn't been in school since, since third grade. Third and you were just grade. like, yep, let's do this. Online, yeah. you have glad, the discipline. I'm glad my parents saw it in me because I didn't. <laughs> I don't know what I saw, honestly. So you're foreshadowing you finished that. No. I got in, <laughs> <laughs> I got in uh, I got a couple months under my belt. Okay. And in those couple months, I was a couple months behind on schoolwork. <laughs> I just I had no motivation. I didn't okay. want to do it. I none of my friends made it look cool, made it sound cool, anything. Like I looked at my older brother and sister, and like they're just like dreading it when they went. And I'm like, dude, this isn't for me. And my dad gave me the ultimatum. I remember. I remember sitting down having that conversation with him, and he was like, "All right, like here's the deal. You're going to push through school." Or you're gonna get a GED and go work, and I'm like, well, that's easy. Like, let's go get this GED, <laughs> not knowing that it required you to know schoolwork, right, you know, right, in order to get a GED. And so the first time I ever sat in a classroom um, was uh, whatever year that was, whatever summer that was, when I was like 16 or 17 years old, and I remember sitting in this classroom full of like older people. Nobody was my age, and I'm like all right, what the heck is going on? Like, this is not for me. And I took an entire summer's worth of classes there. And, like, I don't know. I mean, this is just a God-given talent for me. Like, I've always been able to write. I love expressing myself. And I came, it came down to us writing, like, an essay at the end of the GED. And I was so frustrated after taking all these different courses and stuff and not feeling like I was going to pass. And I'm like, all right. Whatever, I'll, I'll write. And the lady tells me it's a, it's like a free free write. Like you just write whatever you want to. And I That's remember insane. Yeah, and I remember writing about the San Francisco Giants because I'm just a huge diehard baseball fan. And I wrote about Coach Bruce Bochy, and I will never forget about because they just won their first World Series right around then. And I wrote all about it, and she gave me a perfect score. Well, two or three weeks later, after the test results came in, I passed by literally one point. 
<laughs> if it was not for the perfect <laughs> score in the San Francisco Giants, I would not have my GED That's today. crazy. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> so you got your GED. Did, did you want to get into business? No, I had no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> did you want to start a bar? Absolutely not. So what were you what were you doing? Uh, the first job I took, I um, was working at the North Augusta Family Y. I actually got asked to play in this uh, charity dodgeball tournament. Yeah. And uh, smoked everybody. And uh, they they gave me a job. <laughs> it was like an audition. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd been applying to work yeah. there. Because I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, some of my buddies go work out there. Some of my buddies work there. I'm like, it'd be a cool job. Like, whatever. Like, I'm like 16, 17 years old. You're like, what am I supposed to do? And so I kept applying. This is what's hilarious about this. Is like looking back, it's like I applied, 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 and didn't get anything. And then I win this dodgeball tournament for him, and then I get the job. I'm like, is right. that what you're waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> so he, we I, need I, to know he's real about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They How far can he kick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I worked there for a couple of years, and like worked like after school and like uh, for North Augusta Elementary in Mossy Creek. Shout out to the roots. Um, there it is. I didn't go there, but you know, <laughs> I worked there. <laughs> you got me here. <laughs> it was it was a patience from all the uh, elementary school kids. You know, that got me here. Yeah. Today. Um, but I worked there for a couple of years, um, and then took a job at Marco's Pizza in the same plaza for fifty cents extra an hour. Wow. It just it was appealing to me. That's always the goal, though. Yeah, yeah. You always want to move up. Just move up. Yeah. You know, a step is a step as long as it's in the right direction. <laughs> and I took that job and I was there for maybe six months max. Me and my best friend moved to Marco's at the same time. And we're like, all right, let's kill it. Within like <laughs> two months, it was like I was like got like a shift lead position. And I was like, dude, this is a dead end job if I've ever heard of <laughs> one. And like, if I could tell that at like 18, 19 years old, right. like that's a bad sign. And so, and so what what did you do at Marco's? Did uh, you make the pizza or did yeah, you deliver? So me and my everything? buddy used to say, just to make it sound cool, we used to sling pies. <laughs> we used to always sling pies. So like, you can catch me Monday through Sunday slinging pies. Yeah, like, dude, the, I'll tell you the the only job I really wanted was just to to be the doughboy. <laughs> you're just throwing crust Throw around. Yeah, you're throwing in there. Uh. Then I found out how hard it was and how much trouble <laughs> I got in for trying to sling it around. And I was like, all right, let's just go ahead and put the training wheels back on. <laughs> but we're still going to say we're slinging dough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We're still slinging dough. <laughs> we're selling pies out the back of the wind. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Come get one while they're hot. So after Marco's, what was your next step? Um, so I was dating this girl, um, okay. and her mom was. Uh, running a Walgreens was a general manager there and like been there for years. And um, I was, so I was really big into photography growing up and she was like, well, I have a, like a, a photo lab basically with like doing film development and like we do all kinds of projects. And like, I was like, all right, I'm down. You know, that sounds good to me. And it was like a, it's like another like dollar fifty, right? At that point, I'm like working towards ten bucks, and I feel like I got it made. You know, like I'm like, all right. What, what year was this? Uh, this was probably 2014. Okay. Um, and so I'm like, all right, you know, like that sounds tight. Like at this point, like ten dollars an hour, like you can basically move out making that much. You know, like <laughs> right. that's how it was in my head. It was like yeah. you just had to get all the single single digits. Right there <laughs> you, know, you go. Like, <laughs> you know, the come up's about to start. You know, adults and, make ten dollars an hour. Yeah, or yeah, more. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in, right. my, in my head, I was like, 
dude, I'm about to be balling. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't even think I had a car yet. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm about to be balling. <laughs> and so I worked in the lab for a while. And then uh, I got, actually for about a year. And um, then they told me that they're doing away with the photo lab. Because, like, film development was just going downhill. As much as I loved it, I couldn't keep it afloat, you know, and anybody right. else. And probably, probably the smartphone, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, everybody just wanted things to be printed. Everything, everybody wanted things to be simple and quick. Right. And so you send film off, you know, it's five to seven days. And so nobody wanted to wait that long. And nobody wanted to go in there and not come out with pictures. And so you, you kind of saw that trend even as I got there. So that was kind of devastating. <laughs> so I'm like, well, there goes my job. You know, like, what am I about to do? And she tells me about this uh, pharmacy tech program that Walgreens offers that you can have a pharmacy technician license in six days. And the first thing I thought about was like, dude, I didn't even graduate third grade. You know, like, <laughs> how do you expect me to do this? You know, that like, sounds like something you would see on the internet. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like you see it like in a picket, like a little sign on the corner of like by the mall. You know, like, it's like hot Christian singles, pharmacy technician. Degrees. Call this number to be a pharmacy yeah, technician in six cash. days. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you, it's just like one of those signs. Like it's like, all right, you know, that's not believable at right. all. <laughs> and uh, six days later, I got it. <laughs> so it was actually a real thing. Um, I put in some time doing like their little courses, and it's very bare minimum. I mean, obviously, like this is the two year like degree a lot of people get. Um, so I know someone that got that degree. <laughs> I yeah. think this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no offense to them, but uh, I did it in six days. <laughs> Top that. <laughs> so you're on top of the world. You're you're making more than ten dollars an hour because you're a farm tag. Yeah, I jumped to like fifteen. That's and what nice. I was like. Yeah, I was like, who wants a Bugatti? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you bought your mansion, and then you said, okay, what's you next woke, for me? And you yeah. woke up in a Bugatti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I, I actually moved out <laughs> with my fifteen dollars an hour. I moved out. There we go. Life was super hard. Dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. Life was... So you didn't have a roommate. You just like... So I did. I did. Okay. I moved in with my sister. I've always lived in. I've always lived with my sister. Okay. Uh, my older sister. And, and how, how much older is she than you? That's a great question. Uh, two and a half years? Okay. That's, go that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you can do, you, can, you can put a uh, Facebook poll. I could call her real quick. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, she can listen to this episode. She's actually... Okay. And she can comment Let's on just it. Do this. Let's just do this right now. She turns 30... October 25th, and I just turned 27, June 4th. So, like, two and a half. Yeah, exactly. Two and a half. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. Yeah, yeah. Quick math. So, okay, so so you lived with your sister. Um, Where did you, where's the pivot? Because I don't, I don't see the pivot. Where's the pivot? So, I got a call um, one night working the pharmacy. And And how, um, how long were you doing that, working the pharmacy? Honestly, I think all in all at Walgreens, I think I was there for three years. Okay. Okay. So this is like 2014 to 2017. This Correct. is like a significant Correct. amount of time. Correct. And you turned, what, you're like 22? Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I I did some quick math, but I don't know if it was good math. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like 23. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'll never forget. It was just after Master's Week, and I got a phone call one night. And, um, so me and my brother were planning on hanging out that night after, after work and I get a phone call and 
it's for my brother. He's like, hey, we can't hang out tonight. Like, had something come up. And I'm like, all right. Like, usually you'll tell me what's up. You're like, but cool, whatever. And so then, like, I just kind of had, like, an uneasy feeling. Then my dad calls me, like, an hour later. And, like, at this point, it's 8 o'clock. Pharmacy closes at 9. And um, he says, hey, you know, don't freak out. I'm like, well, there I am. I'm freaking out. You know, like, <laughs> right. Congrats, you know. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, I'm on the way to the hospital. And I'm like, all right. I'm thinking it's probably my grandparents. They're older. It can happen. And he said, it's your mom. And at that point, like, everything went still. And, like, I was just dazed. And so I asked him what happened. He wasn't sure. He's like, but he's like, you don't need to leave work. So I hung up the phone, told him I was leaving. Had no idea that was going to be my last day um, working in the pharmacy. Um, and, like, side note on that, like, they end up donating all of their paid time off for me for like to have, like, two months of, like, paid vacation because they knew, like, I just wasn't going to come back. Um, to make a long story short, my mom had a, um, a brain aneurysm, and I moved back in with my parents for, I guess, that summer. So, like, if it happened in 17, like, it was from April to really September and, and beyond that. Um, so I moved back in with my parents and was with... Obviously, my mom and dad throughout all of it. And I worked and just picked up, like, a temp job for the summer through a friend of mine. Their dad needed some help down, like, some paper mill in Graniteville. And so I worked there and, like, doing data entry, which was... Oof. Fun. <laughs> yeah. The Keyboard. Work. Yeah. And only. I was like, I'm literally... He was like, yeah, like, you should work about 40 hours a week. And I'm like, dude, I could get this done in a day. <laughs> So I just, like, drank <laughs> Diet Coke and ate peanut butter crackers, and I hate peanut butter. So, like, it just shows you how much I hated that job. <laughs> Plus, there was, like, no face-to-face -face interaction. So I was like, Oof. yeah, and, like, dude, if you know me, like, I'm just yelling all the time and, yeah. like, have to be around people. And as an extrovert, you get your energy from other people. Yeah. And That's I'm, how I am, too. And not peanut butter crackers. Yeah, no, <laughs> not the crackers, not Lance. Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> we, had, uh, we had this one lady that uh, worked in the front desk, and she was like, the boss basically and she was great um but like that was the only person i saw literally all day unless they like, came to apply for a job mm. and i was like oh my gosh like i pray this job does not last any longer than it already has to um and so it's supposed to be from the summer and i finish in august <laughs> so it was like it was like two months ahead of their schedule so i don't know how their summers work but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't with mine that's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah and so uh my sister was already working at the Gusta national and uh she was telling me about this job that would be perfect for me. And I'm like, all right, anything but this. You know, like, <laughs> I've got to get out of here. And uh, I'll never forget I applied for it. Actually, I, I take that back. I didn't apply for it. I went through a series of, like, four interviews just based off of my sister and another friend of mine, Jason's word. And What was like, the job? <clears throat> so I oversaw, like, member services. And, like, that was focused on, like, overnight lodging. So, like, any out-of-town guests. Like, I kind of helped them with their stays and, like, Made sure things got done while they're not in the cabin. I mean, that sounds significantly golf. more interesting. Yeah, and like it's it's way more aggressive too. You know, yeah, like you're, I bet. Working, oh, you're yeah. working with the one percent of the world, and like they know what they want as soon as they go anywhere. Right. So, but like like I said, like I've just always kind of been that people person. So like I've I felt like I could connect with people. I'm like that's a great way to meet some people. Meet all 
awesome business people, right. celebrities, whatever. And like that was wasn't while I was in it, but you know it is what it is. Right. And so then they tell me I get this job, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I didn't apply for it. You know. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, we need to do that. We need to do that. So I go there, and I worked there for. This is from 17, so I left. No, no, no. This was 16. I don't know. <laughs> Time numbers. Right, hard. right. Yeah. Either way, I was there for I was there for like two and a half seasons, so two and a half years. Um, and uh, this was going into 18, September of 18, and I had a conversation with a, a gentleman there, and really kind of just sparked something in me that I wanted to do something. I didn't know what. Um, and kind of gave me just some motivation, and a lot of the guy, a lot of guys, I guess, saw it in me. Like I was just like my time, my time, my time there wasn't to like build and have this awesome reputation at Augusta National. You know, like I love the place to death. Like would go back there in a heartbeat just to just to be around those people again. But like I knew I was there for something else. I knew I was there to meet somebody. I just didn't know what or who. Right. And um, I think everybody that I worked with saw that too. And they knew I wasn't there for long. And so after getting these conver- having these conversations with these guys, I was like, all right, you know, there's something for me. Um, and that's when I get a call um, right before I go back in September of 18. And uh, it's from a good friend of mine, Tommy Wofford. And he calls me and says, hey, let's open a bar. And I'm in, at the time, I was in L.A. seeing some family. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> you know, but I wanted to tell him, like, yeah, 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 it's cool, like, whatever. He's like, let me know when you get back in town. I get back in town, like, <laughs> what's funny is I was flying back, like, the next day or something like that. And I get back, and he's like, hey, like, let's come see the bar. Like, I want you to show you the bar, like, at this spot. And I'm like, all right. The you bar know? I just bought. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> I didn't know that he had something with Sky City already. Like, he was already working with them. Right. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. <laughs> and so he initially told me, and this may, may be saying too much, and I won't <laughs> drop any figures, but um, he's like, I want you to come. I'll give you some incentives. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, like, my first thought was, like, nah, dude. Like, and I'm not, like, trying to act like I'm too good for it, but, like, Sky City just wasn't a place for me, like, as a normal bar. Right. It was great for concerts. Like, if you've ever been to any right. of their Halloween parties, most insane thing I've ever been a part but of. But it wasn't a, quote-unquote, bar. Correct. It was a great venue. Yeah. Right. yeah. Terrible w- bar. Would you Sorry, say George. that, you know, precursor to all this, are you a bar person or a club person? Like, what is your, where do you have the best time of your life? <laughs> and I have to ask this because <laughs> yeah. I feel like Garden City Social is a mix. Yeah, um, and I like you starting, know starting Garden Garden City. I was a hundred percent a club person. Okay, where where was <laughs> that in, in Augusta? Where was that in Augusta for you? Uh, <laughs> Don't say country club. Please say actually, country, please actually, say country club. actually say it because that's what my club <laughs> no, scene was. No, no, in absolutely college. not. Um, believe it or not, I got in there um, underage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, country and, club yeah man for, that was a tough place to get in dude because <laughs> actually dude fun he's fact. like 10 feet tall <laughs> yeah. that's fun fair fact. we are different people physically <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 i look like a dad at 18 <laughs> i look like i'm 18 like you know those i weird, could be a like, dad yeah you like you know those like weird middle schoolers that had like a mustache that was probably me growing up i don't really remember that phase very much uh. like 
I just went from like a size nine shoe to thirteen like overnight. So <laughs> it was like big. It was like big all over again. You could have played basketball. You could have yeah. played Nerf basketball. You didn't play basketball. Oh yeah, that's right. Basketball. You didn't. Yeah, dude, Hall of Fame for sure. <laughs> When we come back, we talk about the founding of Garden City Social. Don't go anywhere. This is the Drop the Disc podcast. David, I had a blast at Oktoberfest at Savannah River Brewery. Um, it was a little bit different than last year and the years in the past, but due to COVID-19, we had to um, adapt. And uh, they did a week-long Oktoberfest, and then they had a hungover, or sorry, then they had a hangover breakfast the next day catered by the hive guys we they had brought eating contests they had the chugging contest they had the keg toss they had the keg carry they had all these different competitions the steinhold but all while we were drinking really good beer and i tell you all this because guess what they are still there Check them out this week. Go into the tap room try something new that you haven't tried before and just sample it if you like it grab it and when you go i want you to tell them that you're there because Drop the Disc Podcast convinced you to go, finally. So, guys, check out Savannah River Brewery. Check out them on Facebook. You can get all the updates. Um, Brian, their marketer, does a really good job keeping everybody updated on their events. Savannah River Brewery Company. So we got we got off track, but it, so when you started Garden City, we're talking about like what what was the club scene in Augusta for you then? Uh, club scene was me going downtown and going to starting off at soul bar because soul bar back then like i got the last end of that wave and that place was fun as hell it so was you could you could it get was, into soul were you, bar were you on the dance floor easily. or were you all the way I in was the on back the stage you already know you that. were on the stage there it that. is <laughs> oh, i'm soaking up that bright blue light coming from above <laughs> yeah I, I may have bumped into you one time or two Probably. I probably shoved you off the stage, too. Probably. <laughs> we, used to, we used to go hard at Soul Bar. That was always my place growing up. And what, then, and was then, that where you would, like, pregame and then move oh, on somewhere else, or was that where well, you growing ended? Up, I, growing up, I didn't have a pregame. It was just go hard at one place. Okay, okay, you know? cool. <laughs> you know, like, pregames, I feel like we're always, like, a thing, like, Okay, like yeah, like your high school football games. Like, right. Oh, we're gonna pregame. We're gonna drink sprites in the park. <laughs> Tailgating. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was lame. You know, like I went to those things even though I didn't fit in because so I was in high school. You just game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was here for the game. You know. So I'm like, gonna... what elements though? Like, so you said Soul Bar uh, is Country Club accurate? Or are we putting words in your mouth? No, I I never went to Country there Club. There we go. Okay. A concert. Okay, bro. Well, there are some concerts in that time period. Luda, I think That's Ludacris, true. Lil That's Wayne, true. Lil yep. John. Yep. Uh, Yin Yang Twins. Yin Yang I was on twins, stage for Yin Yang Twins. There it is. I definitely was there. I was there yeah. both times they came. You probably saw me having a lot of fun. A lot there. of fun. So, so but, there's a yes. lot of talk on our show about how Augusta is changing, right? So, like Soleil is new. You and Soleil kind of came up in the same time period. You know, we can talk about the scene. We can talk about even Metro Coffee House being redone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Looks beautiful. Love that place. Yeah, I mean the the new version of it's incredible. Um, and, and I will say also, I want to know, like from you being a person that was like really involved in the bar scene and, and in downtown in general, what elements of like the old downtown scene are you trying to bring with Garden City when you opened it? And like, what kind of things were you trying to change? So like being in Soul Bar, like people, whether people know it or not, it was, it was a club. 
Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure Except for the people it's, sitting on the gravel. Yeah, or the people lined up against the wall, you yeah. know, like just being in the way. Right. Like in, in the that's old just, church that's pews. Of, yeah, like yeah. that's just part of the club. Like people right. were in the way. Right. You right. know, when like it was packed and I was like, whether you knew how big or small that building was, is like, all right, I want that. When I go somewhere, I want to be able to have that experience. Right. And so like when Soleil opened, Soleil kind of took that from Soul Bar, in my opinion. True. And yeah. Yeah. It, and it's because it was new. Yeah. And it was something else. Right. And nobody had ever seen a restaurant turn into a nightclub. And you know, there's a there's a and I come to find out later down the road, um, Jay who owns Soleil has another place three five six, I believe. Um, in, in Augusta? Oh, okay, in Clemson. in Clemson, okay. It's just like it. And, yep. I, and that's still one of my favorite places. Love that. That's my favorite sound in the entire yeah, world. It is amazing. <laughs> um, he and has it, a place it, like that Shout out to the beers. It's, yeah. And shout out to the headphones on our heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it was, just, it was a fun atmosphere. It was different. Like yeah. I said, nobody's ever done it in Augusta. Right. And I kind of, from day one, kind of got plugged into that whole, like, seen that crowd or whatever and so when i mean that came out as i turned 21 so like i've only experienced that well except for soul bar i've only really experienced that version of downtown which was yeah very different yeah and for me uh with um soleil the uh glow in the dark beer pong yeah 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 exactly so that all at the same time that was that was why i was there to play beer pong with my beer pong partner yeah glow in the dark and it, it was just totally different in Augusta. Yeah, and there, there was so much to do at the time there. Right. And, like, that's how I got really plugged into that whole scene, that whole, like, nightlife. And, and I guess it's just because, like, okay, I met my buddy Sonny, who was, like, DJing there. And then I met, like, some of, the, some of my friends ended up being, like, bartenders there and, like, waiters and waitresses. And so, like, they'd go up to the door and I'm like, hey, like, this is one of my friends. Like, he's got, like, two people with him. And then, you know, that kind of became a reputation. Like, people started, the, the staff there started noticing me. Like, all right, like, hey, you don't have to wait in line. Like, you can kind of come in. And, like, that was a cool thing for me, like, because I hate waiting. Yeah. And so, like, now that, I, like, I, I look back at it, I'm like, I wasn't, I didn't ever do anything to stand out. I kind of just got a reputation from going in with people. And I guess I'm a... I have a recognizable face, or maybe it's because I'm six six. I think it's because <laughs> you're so tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's usually it. Um, but like, they started noticing it, and like, I'd bring in like twelve people, you know. Yeah. But then I'd I'd push them up a little bit and bring in like twenty people, you know. But it's like every time I went out, I had a crowd. Right. I never went out by myself to go meet somebody. I was always with somebody and brought in a crowd, and we met with another crowd, and we just spent a lot of money. I mean, as long as you provide a good atmosphere, like people are going to spend a lot of money. And was this before or after you were talked to your friend about opening a bar? This was this was well before. Well before. So yeah. you 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 are established. Uh, <laughs> sure. As, we'll as an a individual, pillar, a, pillar a pillar in the community, yeah. <laughs> a pillar in the uh, nightlife. Yeah, I, I guess I guess so. Um, I guess you know now now running a bar. Right. Yeah, I can see like where they targeted me. Like that was the audience that they that they right. right. And, and you learned right. Yeah. You learned that like you were gonna bring in influencer people, whether they're you know whether they're jackasses or whether they're coming in and sitting yeah. down and playing beer pong with their wives. Yeah, and if, and I mean we have can, the whole spectrum here potentially. Yeah, yes, we do. Yeah, uh, yeah. and if, and if they're an asshole, like they're gonna kick, get kicked out, and I'd be right. the first one to tell you like, hey, they're not with me. Like, or if they are right, with me, exactly. I'm like, 
Exactly. Screw them. You know, yeah. like, get out of here. Yeah. Like this is a good time. Don't ruin it. So you're right. experiencing all this change firsthand. And then it kind of merges together when you open Garden City. What elements of that, like, were you trying to change the, the atmosphere downtown? Yes and no. The thought process behind it was like, let's just create a space that basically eliminates any reason why you can't go out. Um, which is why we have like what we call the park in the back. There's grass, there's picnic tables, there's cornhole. Somebody called me literally the other night. It was like, hey, can we come in and in a t-shirt and Nike shorts. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, it's Thursday. You know, like, I'm not going to kick you off for wearing a white t-shirt. I wear a white t-shirt at work all the time. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Just a plain white t-shirt? Plain white tee. Okay. All, all, you all you heard it here first. Yeah, all tees <laughs> accepted at Garden City. <laughs> but, but that is kind of emblematic of what you guys are doing. So you have this, like, you would walk in and you would think that it's upscale. And I think that you to a point do kind of generally sell that upscale experience yeah but you're not trying to you're doing something different in that you're not saying who can be upscale you're saying anyone can be upscale just wait in our line and come in when we let you in yeah like if you if you sat in garden city and watched for an entire weekend of all the people that come in you wouldn't notice that one night they're dressed up next night they're not and it's like it it just allows you to to be fun it allows you to Really open up and have a good time. So so you basically wanted to do, from what, you know, being someone that's gone to Garden City Social, you wanted to have that club entrance vibe, but then the social part. Where, I don't necessarily know like, if it was like how a did club all, entrance vibe. I know, think it was like that was a more attractive okay. to the street side. Okay. You see a lot of flashy lights and people dancing everywhere in the DJ. It's like, why not go check it out? Gotcha. What's funny is the amount of people that didn't know that we had a backside to this until we literally had to close for COVID. Like really people that have been going to garden city for a year and a half or since day one, didn't know we had a backside because they literally only club come for the club. Let That's me tell hilarious. you something for me, I surpassed the club and went surpassed. to the back where while. it was chilling. Beyond, and people, the people were playing uh cornhole and this was before y'all had the extra bars in the back so i mean the line was incredible nice so i'm i'm uh, I'm, I'm interested chris mentioned he's he's been to garden city i've been to garden city i think a lot of people have who do you want to be at garden city though i i mean there's no wrong answer here i'm just curious yeah. like who when no, our, you our created the concept like your target's not everyone so don't yeah. lie to me no no like no. who our, do you want our there? target audience is definitely like the young professionals like people okay just getting out of college um, kind of why did why themselves. why that group, dude? They're just ready to party. Like they're they're <laughs> the, they're the group that's like they don't want to admit that they're out of school and they don't want to admit that they're they have a they're adults now. Job. Yeah. That was me. I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. going. You're on yeah. point. Preach to the choir. Yeah. No, no. So like, I mean, our our target age was the young professional. Um, now, is there something kind of, about Augusta that's the reason you did that? I'm just see, curious. You see a lot of turnaround in. Um, the med students and stuff like that, and that's usually like the prime age. It's the people that would come fill the backside of it. Now, the people that would come and that's the, front, the side Chris was talking about the, the hangout correct. with your friend the side. side of it, right? Yeah. And like the club side is like you're gonna have those people that are gonna that are newly 21 that just want to dance, right? And then you have those honestly, the older people, the late 20s, I say older, but older to our crowd, relatively, like, yeah. yeah. yeah late 20s, early 30s that want to buy the VIP, that want to be a little flashy. And like, so like something I take pride on is just being able to offer that for everybody. 
um, whether it's coming in the back of the bar, whether it's in the front of the bar, like you've got it. You know, we literally try to eliminate any excuse on why you can't come out. Now, I don't want I don't want you to argue with what I'm about to say. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to say this. something first, though. I, I think that when you guys opened, and this is from my experience specifically, I was like 22 when you guys opened. So I was like prime the person you wanted there. Yeah. And, and I noticed, I think, that when you guys opened, the dynamic of downtown changed a lot. Did you guys know that was going on? Like, what was intentional that you, like, there's something that you guys did that, that changed downtown. How do you think that, that was? Well, like, our mindset is, I mean, and whether people want to admit this or not, like, Augusta loves to attract to what's new. And so, like, we knew it's that. It's totally accurate. I mean, you and open we, a new restaurant, it'll be wrapped around the building no matter how good it is. Yeah, and, like, and I'm and I'm one of those people. Like, I want to be the first to try it. I want to be able to say something about right. it. Like, I'm like, I'm just a very blunt person. Like, I'll give you my honest opinion. But I can't, like, judge a place off of it going to one time, you know, going there one time. Right. You're obviously going to have to go back there. Right. I mean, you're going to get different service as you go, and people need to find their, their niche. We knew that going into it. That we were going to ride this wave and have this high. And I was like, okay, what do we do to continue to provide that wave, so to right. say? What do we do to continue to appeal people? How, how long did that last? Because that's the thing that a lot of people in Augusta will say. It, it, they understand that there's this bounce from a new business. And then all of a sudden the business is gone. And you're like, what happened? It's, it feels like it's been six months. How long did that bounce last for you guys? Uh, if I'm... If I'm going to be 100 percent honest, until COVID, <laughs> really? A, I mean, yeah. and that's I I, I yeah. think that's accurate. I mean, you Everybody, guys have had every, your line wrapped around for yeah, it's, months. It's not, and this isn't boasting it, but in, in any way, but it's we know what we want and we know what we need to do, and we're going to go do it. Um, and it's not saying that like we're going to do it better than you because it's not right. about that. It's okay. The people that go to these other bars, they have their own crowds, and that's great. I don't want any other crowd. I want my crowd. And what's so, like, our thing is, like, okay, we had this image that we wanted to portray. Right. It's like, okay, now let's protect it. We have a brand. Let's build the brand. And our goal was anytime that we felt like things were starting to slowly go down, let's improve something in the building. Okay. Whether it's the restrooms, whether it's vacuuming the carpet, whether it's, you know, wiping out the tables, whether it's painting (laughs) something different, like something that somebody will notice in order to bring back their friends. So you mentioned also the way that you guys kind of intertwine with other bars, and and there's a few others that we've talked about. What's your relationship like with the other bars down, and not just bars, um, the other businesses downtown? I go to just about every single bar here in Augusta. I I love to support them. Um, I love to have a good time there. Um, one of them being the loft. The loft is literally one of my favorite. Could the you, loft, man. Could you, for our listeners, like, let's say Thursday to Saturday night, where would you want to go? In Augusta? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Where There's, would you recommend people? Let's, let's say in a really, world where Garden City <laughs> does not a, exist. Paint me right. a scenario. Right. What am I well, doing Thursday? Well, maybe he's <laughs> recommending Garden City Social think, for a certain night. You know, I, I yeah. would say this I, is for... I definitely would. This is for people that have never been to Augusta, and they're visiting for the first time. Thursday, Friday, Thursday. Saturday night, where do you go? And or I think we're talking about, like, what place has the best vibes. And, and yeah. that's your opinion. And, and you can be as biased as you want or un- unbiased as you want. You know Augusta. Yeah. Uh, Let them hear it. Thursday night, 
you're you're really not doing it. If you're going out Thursday night, you're not doing it right unless you go to Loft on Thursday. Okay. Karaoke, I, I would counter with a Green Jackets game, but obviously that doesn't but exist that, right yeah. now. In season, yeah. That's not a full year-round thing. Well, you start in, in season, you go to the game first, and then, and you, then go. you go. Right, of course. Yeah, of course. yeah you get about four $1 good beers, and then you're good to yeah. go to the next place. I hate to break it to you, but they're not the a They're not a dollar anymore. Friday, Friday, we're, we're going to dinner somewhere, and I think, depending on that vibe, you're going to Indian Queen. Okay. And you're probably going to Southbound to get live music. All right. Um, yeah. Fridays. And honestly, like, I'll, I'll do a little plug if you don't mind. We've had a lot of musicians on here that are at Southbound that you would see on a yeah, Friday, like absolutely. the Village Sticks. Like, um, if we're talking about Lotus right and I, now in this current situation with COVID and stuff, that's you've a got the perfect place layup to go. of going yeah. to Southbound first and then going to Indian Queen and having a perfect night throughout the night. Okay. Because unfortunately, Southbound has to close at 11. Yeah. So, uh, it's true. <laughs> so, so, Jason, uh, we're, we're just talking. Um, Friday night, we're going to Southbound. We're listening to some music. We're going to Indian Queen to close down. Saturday night, what do you think? Saturday night, you have to end it with Gordon. I know we closed a go. little bit earlier than most people on a Saturday, but Saturday nights are literally our most insane night. It's so much fun. Where where would you What's start? Where would you start before Garden? You know, like Probably let's let's really craft and vine. So you're get, you're getting some dinner and some and shambongs. Okay, shambongs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you can save me on the craft cocktails on a Saturday night. Like, we're going, like, this is your last night to go out for the weekend. So, yeah. like, you're getting straight to it. Like, shambongs are bust. See, see, I, I would I would say for I me, can agree with that. I would actually start at Top Golf and then I would end at Garden City Social. I would if you have a reservation. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't, you're going to get even uh, more drunk. Yeah, shameless <laughs> plug to Top Golf. Make your reservations. There you yes, go. Absolutely. Um, no, like, they have a great deal there, too. You get, like, two shambongs and a ball of. Champagne for like fifty bucks. Like, who doesn't want some keepsakes? It's a great right, day. Not bad. Yeah, it's a great day. So, okay, thank you, thank you for delving into that yeah, a little that's bit. That's my weekend every weekend. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> let's let's talk about Garden City a little bit more. Um, you know, you guys followed Sky City, which was as you mentioned earlier in this episode, and we've kind of talked to other people like Joe Stevenson about how great of a venue it was. How did you guys feel replacing Sky City? Like, did you feel like you had some kind of pressure to be like a really good venue because you didn't go that direction. So I'm curious, like, what did you hear when you were turning the the place around? It was a rough transition, if I'm being honest. Um, there was a lot of backlash. There was a lot of... I imagine so. I honestly, remember being a high schooler listening to 95 Rock R.I.P. And they would have all of these shows <laughs> that would be at Sky City that I was always so upset that I couldn't go to. He said R.I.P. really fast. Yeah. R.I.P. Um... <laughs> no, like and like I said, like I went to some great shows there and had some went to some great parties there. But like what people just didn't understand was like, and I hate to even say this, is that like live music just wasn't being supported in Augusta. Mm. And not saying that the talent's not there, but people just stopped right, supporting right. it. If it wasn't at a restaurant where it was free entertainment for them, they weren't gonna go out and pay for a cover to go see live music. Right. So you guys saw that you kind of made that pivot where so you weren't even interested in doing live music when you opened up. You were no, but you I, didn't I would feel that to. at all. I would okay. love to, but it's I don't know anything about it. Do you think there's so I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Side okay. note, side note, do you think there's space for live music at Garden City Social? Absolutely. It could definitely be a thing. Okay. Okay. You heard it here. <laughs> Throw me some talent. Okay. Throw me some talent. We, we can have right. there you go. We'll send you some talent. Um 
Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of Jason Netzler talking about downtown Augusta. Uh, But first, we definitely want to tell you guys about an incredible partnership that we have with The Little Guide to Augusta. Not only does The Little Guide make that little red book that markets downtown businesses so well and local businesses in the CSRA so well, but now they've also switched to video. They're doing videography for me professionally. Uh, They're doing incredible videography for real estate companies around the city. If you need videography, if you need advertising, and you're a local business, The Little Guide to Augusta is your number one source. Check them out. Listen to our episode with Stuart Rayburn if you want to find out a little bit about them. And please, let's make sure we keep supporting local businesses. Now let's let's do this. We we've we've gone through the the building up of you. We've gone through kind of the building up of Garden City, and now we're in this kind of we're in 2020 when we're in this kind of like weird place to be a bar where it's you know there's a lot yeah. of things that you're kind of not supposed <laughs> to say right about yeah. being in a bar and and you are a local business. So on one side we're saying support local business. On the other side we're saying don't go to bars. And so for you and for people like you that's really difficult. How has Garden City changed over the last few months? Well, I mean, first, we were down and shut down for, for what, three months? A while, at least a yeah. while, yeah. Um, I mean, that was, so I assume that was really difficult. Yeah, and I mean, and it's like, that itch to go out doesn't doesn't go away. It's probably I mean, worse. When, yeah, when you're, when you're accustomed to going out every single weekend and going to a bar and then, like, having to be shut down, like, next thing you know, you're drinking at a house... The habits get worse. <laughs> yeah. they, I, I am a product of that. Yeah. As um, an educator, yeah. it does get worse. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you have to learn to grow accustomed to that. Right. Because guess what? Like, just because you want it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. Um, so, obviously, there's things that need to be changed before we open. And that was, you know, deep cleanings, hand sanitizing stations, masks, you know, and then the new ordinance for the person code per building. So, like, you have to make those, and, like, it's frustrating. It really is. When you're literally, your Knowing. business is how many people can I put in this space at yeah. one time to pay me money for drinks? Like, yeah. that's your business. I mean, that's difficult. Yeah. George Clausen, we had him on. He had the same sentiment where they were, you know, they looked at Southbound 2, and they weren't sure what to do because it was so big. Yeah, and it, and it sucks, like, being able to, like, watch other people that are restaurants like open up and right. Just you can't do curbside. Yeah, completely. Just like change the game. Yeah. Because guess what? I'm still hungry. You know, like I, <laughs> right. I still need food. Yeah. But like, what can I do for a bar? Like, I just got to go yeah. buy a bottle. You know. Like, yeah. And that and that goes a lot goes by a lot quicker than people think. Yeah. And so, like, you know, obviously, you want to think of things like how can we change this? How can we can change that? And like, it's just there's nothing you can do and you kind of feel helpless. Yeah. And so coming into it, like we knew that we needed to make some small changes to the building. So we used that time to renovate the inside of it. Like, all right, if we're going to do this, like we know that like, okay, people expect a line at Garden City. Right. And if you don't, you know, you probably haven't been. Um, And how many people, do do you all have a number of how many, how long the line's ever been? Um, I've counted up to 90 before. It's 90. gone across the crosswalk. And, and y'all, y'all do like that number. I love that number. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that number never dies. That's like and, a clout number. Okay, yeah. okay. And right. a follow-up, qu- follow-up question it would be, y'all want the line, though. Do you, do you feel like the Absolutely. line the, attracts the people? The line is definitely appealing. Okay. Because it, with, it, tells a, it tells people that like this is where you want to be without having, 
actually being in there. Right. And, you don't and, have to put up the billboard. And a, Has right. that been steady? Yeah. Have you still had a line? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Every single night we, we hit that. But it's a lot easier to now. Right. So the line looks even worse. And so now I guess <laughs> people get turned off by that. So what was your capacity it. shrink? Like, what was so it originally? We went, what is it now? We went from 299 to 104. And, you know, that's a difference in a couple thousand That's dollars. massive. Yeah. 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 You know, and that that sucks, especially being like one of the larger venues downtown, as for a, a bar, yeah. right, a right. You right. know, it definitely takes a hit. So like, but like, what we also noticed is that we started doing different events on Thursdays. Our Thursday nights have been so big because now that everybody's basically online, or like working from home. People are more willing to go out and like, hey, like all I got to do is flip open my laptop to be on time for work, and that's <laughs> right. Time. You know, like at nine a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Wake up at eight fifty nine, type in your password real quick. Right. Guess what? You're on time for work. Right. Then you just hop on a Zoom call and turn off video. Like that's tight. Like, <laughs> so no one, no one needs to see the sunglasses yeah, on your face. Exactly. <laughs> you're getting to an interesting point, which is I want to know like. How has the city of Augusta, do you think, kind of rebounded from from everything that's been going on? I think we've done a great job supporting local businesses here. Um, I know me and my sister um, have definitely gone out of the way to go support local businesses. Like, hey, we want to go out to eat. Like, let's go order curbside from Farmhouse. Instead of Chick-fil-A. Yeah, which is a <laughs> tough decision. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry, we got you, Farmhouse. Um, <laughs> like, my sister is big in... Uh, I believe it's, I might be butchering this, Field Botanicals. I think okay. that's right. I think yeah, that's right. right. And my it sisters, is. both yeah. my sisters are huge fans of that place, and they've ordered so many times from there. And like so is my wife, side. and yeah. my account has taken a hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and it's like, worth it. Yeah. It is. Also, there's this thing called Smell My Feet. For like if you got, from her. Yeah. From dude, Field. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I, it I is. I swear by that stuff. Actually, um, Urban Outfitters now yeah, does exactly. their their brand. Shout out Augusta. On the yeah, there we go. Um, no, but like I think I think a lot of businesses have actually made it out of this or climbing out currently when they didn't think that they had a chance from the get go. I honestly was one person like, all right, like how many of us are going to be able to make it out? Us included, because we didn't know what the what the time frame, and we still don't know the time frame is. Right, when we'll get back to normal or whatever normal looks like. But like seeing that these businesses are still opening and are being supported like that's awesome like i'm so proud of that i'm i'm honestly get the same feeling as like when it's masters week me i get like a high during masters week because i'm like this is my city right like, you got all this pride show, yeah like let me show you my city right and like to see augusta do that even during this time it's like okay that's awesome you know all of the places in surrey downtown right you know like those are the places that are like are probably the most local you know, Washington Road, you've got a couple places down there, too. But, like, those are the places being supported. Like, everybody was going out to eat just yep. to go pick up food from these places. Like, I love that. And, like, we will come out on top. There's no if, ands, or but about that. And, like, I think there's there's definitely a next chapter to this before we actually get fully up and running. But I think a lot of us have a lot more hope than we did before going into it. And and as for you personally, do you have any goals that you're that you're still trying to accomplish? I would love to open up open up another spot. Um, do you have any uh, location? You're gonna buy the old discotheque, like maybe across <laughs> from Edgar's Above Broad. That'd be great for us. 
<laughs> you want that? You want that corner spot? That yeah, would yeah, yeah. Yes, south. that'd be great. Yeah, we just walk there. <laughs> yeah, that's almost a little too convenient for me <laughs> to be that close to alcohol. Is like as close as my office is to the bar. Would it? Would it be downtown? Um, Another midtown. spot? Midtown. midtown. So would, like central area? Yeah. I okay. would love to bring something to that area. That area is like, about to blow up. Yeah. I feel you like better kinda, do it I, now. I feel like it kind of gets overlooked, though, in a way. Like it, it, Southbound 1, now that Southbound 1's open, I'm right. Right, I think I've been there almost every single day. Yeah. I love Southbound I'm 1. telling you right now, it's not overlooked. Jump on something now. Oh, okay. Me, because on. they hit your place, and then they hit... Ending Queen after. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. Well. The jump plan on is, it now. The plan is if there's one more stop in there in between. Okay. Right. You know? Okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to throw something competing with Garden okay, City. Okay. Okay. But if maybe have like a layup to where you go pregame at, I like Queen, that. Then hit my spot. Then hit my other spot. Okay. <laughs> then buy hey, why Indian not? Queen, right? Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing that place. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we drop the disc with nets and. Don't forget about Chris's segment, Around Augusta, coming up at the end of the show, where he tells you all you need to know about what you should be doing in Augusta. You know, David, uh, we have a really cool partnership with uh, the clubhouse down the street. Uh, For a while, we were, um, you know, having this really cool community breakthrough with um, bringing people together. They do a really good job at... um, networking with different companies and they also do a very good job at helping startups happen now what is a startup a startup is a business a business idea coming to life and they help mold those people so for example augusta podcast that would be a startup we are now in business and we can thank them for that network that we've created through the clubhouse and what's even cooler is president eric parker is now doing a podcast called Make Startups. And we are helping them do that with our startup business, Augusta Podcast. You see, this is a never-ending circle, the circle of life, and the circle of life for startups is happening at the Clubhouse. Guys, check out the Clubhouse if you have an idea for a business and you're not sure how to get it started. Check it out at the Clubhouse. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we tie the knot? You know, hi mom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, hey sister. Yeah, yeah. Shout I lived with you for a while. Yeah. Shout out to my sister for having to put up with me this entire time. Um, shout out to our photographer today, yep. Mark McBride. Yep. Also, bartender at Indian Queen. A fantastic, very incredible. He is he underrated? Yeah, I've absolutely. always. I was okay, thought he's wait, incredible. Wait, wait, wait. We got we got one more thing to talk about. Okay, let's do it. This this might get me in a little trouble, but we're gonna bring it up. Metro's best. Why is Mark McBride not best bartender in Augusta? Right, Cyber City. Yeah, the Chronicle, the Augusta Chronicle yeah, one. Yeah. Also, 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 wait. <laughs> I want so. <laughs> I want I want to see this happen. I want just a best bar. Category. So last year we won Cyber City's best place to dance. Cool. We're proud of it. Kind of a bar thing. I we guess. didn't even get nominated this year. Okay. We couldn't. Even, we couldn't even defend our title. That's the next. That is the next category, David. Best bar. Okay. It has to be. Has to be. So uh, so nets nets uh, what does dropping the disc mean to you? So we ask every guest this, 
And what it basically means is if someone were to come up to you and talk negatively about the city of Augusta, what would your response be to them? You know, I think I think the whole term just dropping the disc is turning the chapter of what Augusta was. Me growing up, everybody talked crap about Augusta. Mm-hmm. I was one of them. I didn't see myself staying here. There was nothing for me. But growing up, I'm not like, all right, well, I can be that person to put something in Augusta. Now that I've been given this chance to run Garden City and really have my say-so in things, I think Augusta has, one, I think people see a lot of opportunity in Augusta. There's a lot of space to kind of do what you want. Um, But I think the biggest thing is that, like, people are now starting to see it for themselves. People are giving Augusta a chance. People see opportunity. There's a lot more jobs coming here. And I think with certain things like the whole Amazon plant coming out and Apple, I mean, bringing 30-plus thousand jobs, like, I think people are okay with settling here. And it's not as far as, like, settling business-wise, but it's like, hey, like, I could see myself here longer. Um, I guess has changed completely in the last five to ten years, and I think it's just only going to go up, you know, the next five to ten from here on out. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely um, frustrating hearing people say "disgusta" because it's like, okay, one, you probably don't know the city that well; two, you probably are a hermit, you know, in, in the house, <laughs> right? Because that happens. Right. So many people like want to talk crap about Augusta and don't even leave the house. Or go out to eat at Red Lobster, you know, like, <laughs> like there's so many great places here, but like <laughs> right. people, people don't want to give a chance to it because it's not a chain, it's not a franchise, it's not anything that like they know they can go anywhere else. Right? People are just too, too comfortable here. Well, Jason, thank you for being here, and thank you for being a part of that change. By the way, absolutely. Um, what what you guys have done downtown, and and I do kind of want to make this known. You came into to Garden City as as a general manager, and you were not you were not an owner. You were not you didn't put a bunch of money down, but you've worked your way up to where you've been able to buy the business, at least a part of the business. Right. And and now you're an owner, and now you're shaping pretty much everything they do. And I want to commend you on kind of working your way up and and you know getting it just getting a GED getting your uh your farm tech license you know in a week and and then building up to where you've you purchased this business I want to congratulate you uh and and wish you luck in the future I know you're going to have another successful venture yeah this is um this is just the beginning for sure and thank you for being here you've been an incredible guest yeah I, I'm sure in the next 20 years, we will have you on again. I hope it's not that long. Maybe, maybe next I year. Have, <laughs> yeah, I, was about to say, I might have kids by then. We don't have that. That's a whole nother episode. Catch me episode. when I turn 30. Catch okay, you. there we go. There we go. Uh, Jason Netzler, everybody. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Drop the Disc podcast. We hope that you had an incredible time and we hope that you definitely learned something along the way. Tune in next week for our continuation of our Augusta Rocks mini-series where we'll have a local musician come play some music and share their backstory. And of course, please stick around because Chris's segment, Around Augusta, starts now. Hey guys, Chris here. This is, uh, we are going to do a little bit of a Around of Augusta news. And this this segment is just going to be specifically uh, things that are going on in Augusta because that is what we're doing here with Drop the Disc. Not only are we telling its story, but we're telling the present story. So let's dig in. 
Edgar's Above Broad ribbon cutting has officially happened. Um, the hours they are serving breakfast and lunch Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 3 p.m. Dinner will be Wednesday and Thursday, 5 to 10 p.m. And also Friday and Saturday, 5 to midnight. They are serving dinner till midnight on the weekend. That's incredible. Y'all go check out their stuff. You know, we talk a lot about of Augusta, but, you know, Evans, Georgia is also part of Augusta. We've got Stay Social. Um, if you're not familiar with that, it is a self-pour tap room and eatery. It's in Evans, Georgia, across from the Lady A Amphitheater. Guys, go check it out. You're going to put a wristband on. You're going to connect that wristband to your card, and then you are going to pour as much beer as you want in your glass. Stay social. Follow them on Facebook. You'll see when they open. Uh, I'm a huge Lachat fan, Lachat Noir fan. If you have not been to an improv show, I recommend it. They do improv with Schrodinger's Cats every first Friday, but they've added something for every last Friday called Catharsis. Catharsis is an opportunity for someone in the audience to read an old diary post that they made. For example, I used my, uh, I was kidnapped by my blind date, you know, and I wrote a song about it and they basically take what you say on the stage and create a play out of it. It's incredible. I mean, it's improv on steroids. Love it. Check out Catharsis. Let's see here. Okay. Daniel Village. They just opened up a cantina. It's called Cantina Locale. Um, it is owned by the same people that do Village Deli and Somerville Scoops. I trust them. And it's got a cool outdoor area that's covered. Indoor area looks beautiful. Follow the little guy to Augusta because they have pictures of Cantina Locale. I've been excited about that for a while. It is now open. Pineapple Ink Tavern is doing trivia every Thursday starting at 7 p.m. That's really cool. That's something new to do in a new area. Do it. And last but not least, the winner of Augusta's favorite dessert slash bakery bracket is, drumroll, Pie Hole. Guys, Pie Hole is incredible. It is in, it's next door to the boardroom. Also, what a nut. So it's out on the corner of the Target area, um, the exchange um, in Augusta. And guys, they make incredible pie. You can buy single slices. You can buy uh, mini pies. You can buy full pies. Uh, that Not only is it dessert pies, but also savory pies. So you can get tomato pies or chicken pot pie. Guys, you can't beat it. Pie hole. Guys, check it out. And that is going to wrap up Around Augusta with Chris. 